Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews. But now, we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Today's episode is sponsored by Apostrophe and Uncommon Goods. Hello, besties. Welcome back to Trying Not to Care. When you listen to this episode, it will already be past Thanksgiving, so I hope you had a really good holiday and you ate some bomb-ass food. I literally love Thanksgiving and Christmas and Easter because of the food. I'm a huge foodie. It's like that scene from White Chicks and that TikTok sound that's going around that's like, damn, little lady. You sure know how to put it away. That is literally me anytime I eat around anyone. So, you know, I ate good on Thanksgiving. Also, if you hear some strange, weird noises in the background of this episode, I'm sorry. My dogs are out and running around. Um, It's just two cute little puppies. So, I'm sorry about that. Not to kill the mood so fast like so fast and also a huge trigger warning um but I've spoken about this very briefly in I believe the episode mental illness isn't quirky but I struggle every year during the week of Thanksgiving I do love the holiday I love going out the night before I love seeing my family I do look forward to it but there also is this heaviness that comes with it. Again, trigger warning just to be safe. But the night before Thanksgiving, actually 10 years ago this year, was my first and almost final suicide attempt. And thankfully, I am still here. And I'm very proud of how far I've come. And I'm just very grateful to be here. The other day, one of my followers who actually listens to the podcast suggested that I do an episode on what I wish I could tell my younger self. And with it being 10 years and the week of Thanksgiving, it just felt right, like the right time and topic. So that's what we're going to talk about today. When I look back at my younger self and I reflect just on my life, especially my adolescence, I feel like I did have a difficult upbringing. I struggled a lot as a kid with my mental health and I felt alone most of the time, no matter how many people were in my life. It was almost as if there was this darkness that followed me. And 
part of me does feel responsible for some of it because I clung to the idea of I deserve bad things, bad things happen to me, and things won't get better. And I made that my identity. I struggled with this mindset for so long and I felt so unheard. I felt misunderstood and I just felt so damn alone, hence why I created Trying Not to Care. And as I've gotten older, I've learned to understand that when you do go through something difficult, when you are struggling, it's not the end of the world. It's always going to be painful at first. Loss hurts, grieving hurts, but time really does heal almost anything. Younger me didn't understand this and had the hardest time coping with my problems. It seemed like every time something went wrong, it was just a knife to the chest and was excruciating and almost impossible for me to deal with and overcome in a healthy way. Although younger me is still me, I do tend to separate myself from her a lot because we are so different even though we are the same person. I live an entirely different life now, a life that she would be amazed by. I have such a different outlook on life and a different and better mindset in general, but I feel for her. I feel for younger me because I know how deeply she hurt, but also I know how deeply she loved and wanted to be loved. So today's episode, I do want to talk about what I would tell my younger self and what I wish she knew. But not only is this for myself, but for anyone who may feel like her and needs to hear these things as well. When I think about the hardest times of my life so far, I immediately think about high school. High school is supposed to be this wonderful time in your life. And I remember watching High School Musical when I was younger so excited to grow up and experience school like that and spoiler alert it wasn't anything like that and I wish I could go back and tell myself that high school is not forever when you're in school all you know is that all you know is your routine of wake up and go to class until two or three all you know are your peers and your hometown friends You're in this little bubble and this is your world for four years. And when things within your world come crashing down, it feels like the entire world is crashing down on you. It's insanely hard to handle in a mature and rational way when you're only a teenager. Whenever I had a falling out with a friend or there was some type of drama I was involved in or rumors about me going around, it was so hard to manage because... I could only skip school for so many days. Eventually, I would have to face it and facing it gave me so much anxiety. I would wake up most days and have terrible stomach pains and I would throw up before school first thing in the morning because I was so anxious. I would barely sleep at night because my anxiety about school literally kept me up. This went on for me for four years and because I only knew this way of living, I had no idea that it got better. I had no plans for my future and to me, there was no light at the end of the tunnel because I didn't know it could get better. I thought high school was supposed to be the best time of your life and I was not having fun. So I was like, if I'm not having fun now, I definitely am not going to have fun when I graduate. I wish I could sit down with myself and tell me things will get better. 
there is so much more to life than your hometown and your high school friends and your high school crush. Those don't even scratch the surface of what you will do and the experiences you'll be given and the people that you will meet. I didn't realize how young I was when I was in high school. When you're that age, you think you know everything. You think you've lived this long life and experienced so much and experienced it all. And that's just not the case. I don't think I discovered who I really was until maybe like a year ago. I'm only 25 and I know I'm young as hell right now. And I still have so much more life to live and experience, but I don't think I knew who I was or what I had to offer until last year. I wish high school me knew that who you are now when you're 14, 15 is only part of you and you will learn so much more about yourself as you get older. And in order to do that, you can't give up on yourself and you can't stop believing in yourself just because of the environment that you're in. Speaking of not letting the environment you're in now influence who you should be or who you can become, I would also tell my younger self to not let insecure people make you feel insecure. I felt like I constantly had to hide who I was and distance myself from my hobbies and my interests to make others like me. I was so in love with content creation and dancing and expressing who I was until other people told me that it wasn't cool and it was embarrassing. Looking back now, why did it matter to others what I was doing? How was me making YouTube videos in my bedroom affecting others? It wasn't. They probably were just projecting their own insecurities of wanting to be able to create content but not having the confidence to do so. And they took it out on me so I wouldn't be able to either. If I could go back, I would tell myself that your interests are not embarrassing. Your confidence is not embarrassing. You are talented. You have something that a lot of people don't have and that is the ability to go after what you want and to inspire others. So you should embrace that. Don't let others who lack that tell you that you're not special. I talked about this in my last episode, but the reason people hate on you is not because they actually hate you. It's because they hate that they can't be you or they can't have something that you have. No confident person is going to go out of their way to put another confident person down. They have nothing to gain from that. Someone who goes out of their way to put someone else down is doing it so they feel more empowered. The people that make fun of how you look are just as insecure, if not more insecure, about how they look. The people who spread rumors about you are only doing that to distract people from spreading rumors about them. Everything a person does is a reflection of themselves. If you go out of your way to make someone feel insecure, it's because you are insecure. And if you've listened to previous episodes of mine, you've heard me talk about how I wasn't always the nicest. I unfortunately was a mean girl and took a lot of my own insecurities out on other girls. Like I said, 
if you try to make others insecure, you are insecure. Take it from someone who was insanely, insanely insecure. I wish I could tell my younger self that other girls are not your competition. I was so jealous of other girls, even girls that were my friends. Whenever another girl was praised or was getting attention or was doing well at something, it made me feel like there was something I lacked. I couldn't wrap my head around the idea that someone can do well and it has nothing to do with me. I wish I could shake younger me and tell me that their win is not your loss. They can be pretty and so can you. They can have a lot of friends and so can you. Something great can happen to them and that same thing can happen to you. Not everything has to be a competition. I definitely was one of those girls that made it my personality that being friends with guys was just so much easier than being friends with girls. Like girls are just so much drama, aka I was a pick me and I had so much hostility towards other girls, again, because of my own insecurities. I would ruin good friendships with girls because of my own issues. And I wish I could tell myself that there's so much that you can get from having a connection with girls that you just wouldn't get with boys, especially with high school boys. There's just this unique bond that you have with other girls that can't be replicated with boys. Like there's something so sacred about having a sleepover with your best girlfriends and gossiping with them and going shopping together and bonding with them over your favorite pop music and celebrity crushes. I wish I could tell myself to cherish that and don't ruin it for boys. I ruin so many things for boys if I'm being honest. I would also fight with so many girls over guys like it was my job. If I liked a guy and I heard that another girl was interested in them or that they were also hanging out with them, she was immediately public enemy number one. Like whenever it became apparent that one of my situationships were seeing another girl, I made it my mission to make sure she knew and that he knew that I was the better option and I was not going down without a fight. I would put so much energy into hating these girls when they didn't owe me anything. I wasn't in a relationship with them. I wasn't even in a relationship with most of the guys I was fighting for. Nonetheless, I should have been shifting that anger onto these boys that were playing me and playing these girls and not the girls who were in the same position as me. If you're listening to this, and you're younger, or maybe you're my age, or maybe you're older, and you're having these troubles now, please listen when I tell you that the guy or the girl that you're freaking out about and calling a homewrecker does not have any loyalty to you. The person you're pursuing or in a relationship with does. Obviously, you would like respect, and it'd be nice, but they're not obligated to do that. If you're going to be angry, be angry at the person you're with or wanting to be with instead of deflecting that anger at someone who has nothing to do with you because all it's doing is becoming a distraction, which is probably what this person who you're romantically involved in wants, so the blame isn't on them. And 
It's wasting your time and energy and giving you a headache and it's just not worth it. There's so many things that weren't worth it that I wish I could tell myself. The boys I dated, the boys I was interested in, the boys I completely turned my life upside down for, they were not worth it. Like I said before, high school is not forever. There is so much more out there, so much more to look forward to. And as hard as it is to hear when you're 14 years old, your freshman year boyfriend is not the love of your life. It doesn't matter how attractive they are. It doesn't matter how cool they look when they play sports. It doesn't matter if they hold your hand in the hallway. They're not your forever. And that's not to say that you shouldn't enjoy your time with them. Those relationships are still special. And for me, because of those relationships, I am able to be in the relationship I'm in today. Don't let some boy who just barely went through puberty or the boy who is four years older than you and is questionably dating a freshman make you question your value. I let so many of these types of guys objectify me and make me feel unlovable and honestly make me question my sanity. I wish I could tell younger me that boys ain't shit. (laughs) Boys, especially in high school, are so young and so immature. They aren't going to respect you because they don't respect themselves. There were so many times I was dumbfounded by the way boys treated me. I couldn't believe they could speak to me the way they did or act the way they did because I cared so much about them. But the truth is, they're just stupid as fuck. They don't think about your emotions Because all they have going on in their teeny little pea brains is thinking about video games or punching holes in their walls. It is a blessing that these boys didn't know how to respect you or me. It's a blessing that they cheated on us and lied to us and wanted to dick down the entire high school cheerleading team. If someone wants to cheat on you, They are cheating themselves because you are a catch and you are so deserving of good love, of real and genuine love. It's not your fault for them not knowing how to love you properly. Don't spend the next 10 years questioning if you are lovable or if you are pretty or if you are wanted just because some kid told you or treated you like you weren't. And that's not just for romantic relationships. That goes for friendships too. You're going to have friends who let you down and leave you out and make you feel like you're always doing something wrong and no one likes you. You're going to have friends who turn their back on you to save their own ass. People who sleep with the person you like and people who say that they're your best friend forever that trash talk you when you're not around. I wish I could say that this goes away with age, but that's simply just not true. I had one of the hardest friendship breakups of my life last year and I was 23 turning 24. Some things are just unpredictable. Just like how your feelings change, so do others. And if I've learned anything, you can't control how people treat you, just the way you react. And I know you want to fight and stick up for yourself and tell them they're wrong for treating you badly but they're just not worth it. People are pretty set in their ways when they feel a certain way about people. And just like you can't force a relationship to work, you can't force friendships to work either. 
I've spent a lot of my life people-pleasing and doing whatever I could to keep friendships to avoid being alone. But with everything I know now and the year that I've had, it's much more fulfilling to spend time alone and know that someone is choosing you, even if it's you who is choosing you, than to hang around people that make you feel like a burden to be around. I wish I could tell myself to hang out with people who have the same interests as you, to spend time with people who don't make fun of you or what you like, who will jam out with you to your favorite music because it's theirs too and who want to record YouTube videos. I wish I could tell myself to not waste time around people who make you feel bad and put you in uncomfortable situations. I wish my younger self knew that It is super painful to lose your friends, but it's even more painful to try to keep those friendships that aren't working and allow people who are over and over and over showing you that they don't care about you. It's hard to let go of friendships, but just like you deserve good love from a romantic partner, you deserve the same from a friend. Once you're able to let go of these friendships and accept that you deserve more, you can finally have more because that's all you'll allow. Anytime something doesn't work out with someone, whether that's romantic or platonic, it's for a reason. You might not be able to see that reason right away because you're blinded by the pain and the loss of that person, but eventually it does end up making sense. Sometimes people really are just put into your life to teach you a lesson. If younger me saw me now, she'd be confused as hell about who the people are in my life now and where the people in my life went. And I would tell her that those people who you spend a lot of your time with now really are just preparing you for who you see I am now. Even with the friendship breakups I went through last year, they were painful and gut-wrenching and it almost took me an entire year to stop thinking about them every day and get over the fact that the friendship was over and as much as it hurt I now know that it had to happen for everything good in my life now to occur I wouldn't have this podcast if that didn't happen I was so alone and so hurt and felt so unseen that the pain drove me to creating this. Some things aren't meant forever. They're just meant to steer you and push you in the right direction. Be grateful for those hard times. Be grateful that people chose to treat you the way they did. Be grateful that things didn't work out. One of the last things that I want to talk about and probably one of the most important is my mental health. With everything I just talked about, there were so many things I struggled with. I mean, high school, insecurities, friends, boys, all of those things are very stressful. But when you already don't have a healthy relationship with yourself, it's hard to want to keep going. I very much felt like I was broken. I struggled so hard with my mental health and I felt alone. I wish people understood me more and I didn't understand why they didn't. But the thing is, not everyone is depressed. Not everyone has severe anxiety. Not everyone grew up 
with the trauma that you did. Not everyone is going to understand or act the way that you do. And I know that's why you feel so alone. I felt like every time I opened up to people about how I felt or what I was struggling with, they looked at me like I had four heads and that I was insane. And it got to a point where I felt insane. The more people who misunderstood me or left me because of my problems, the more it felt like I was the only one who had these problems. I wish I knew and I hope anyone that's listening who feels this way knows that there's so many people who unfortunately suffer in silence. The reason we all feel so alone is because people have a hard time talking about their own struggles. Not everyone wants to open up about what they're fighting. Just because someone you know isn't vocal about how they feel doesn't mean they aren't struggling. That's why it's so important to be there for people you care about. To check in on your friends and family because you really never know unless you ask. But what I do know now is you are not alone. However you're feeling is valid, but regardless of the pain that you feel, and I know that it's bad because I felt it, regardless, it's always worth living. There is nothing more that I want to do than to be able to go back to sophomore year of high school me and stop her from doing what she did. One more time, just another trigger warning, but taking your life is a permanent thing. I don't think I realized that when I did it. I mean, I did know, but I didn't think through the consequences or the effects of it and what it would do to the people around me. In my head at the time, I just wanted a way out and I thought maybe people would miss me and reconsider what they did to me if I was gone not even acknowledging that I wouldn't know how they would feel or how they would react because I wouldn't be there to experience it. I would be gone forever. It is a blessing to be alive and it is a blessing to feel the emotions that you feel no matter how painful they are. It's also a blessing to be able to feel as much as you do. I've always been very emotional. I've always led with my heart and I've always had big emotions and big reactions. And because of this, it scared people away and I was called crazy and dramatic and too much. And I wish younger me knew and I wish any of you who feel this way know that you're never too much. Never, ever fucking apologize for your emotions. Yeah, you can apologize for how you treated someone because of your emotions. You can apologize for hurting someone's feelings, but don't apologize for feeling the way that you do. So many times I've said, I'm sorry that I was upset. I'm sorry for being angry, but that's how I felt. Just because someone didn't mean to make you feel that way, or just because someone doesn't agree with how you feel, doesn't mean your feelings are wrong. Just because someone can't relate to how you feel, doesn't mean your feelings are wrong. Feeling as much as you do, and 
being able to connect with people and relate to people as much as you do will take you so far. I for so long thought my strong emotions were a bad thing because I was told that they were. But now I know that they are a beautiful thing and they can help and have helped so many people. And I'm not going to stop expressing them and expressing myself to make others feel more comfortable. The last thing that I want to talk about is being nicer to you. This is something that I'm still working on and I don't think it's something you necessarily master, but I wish younger me knew that I wasn't the enemy. I wish I could tell her that I know when you look in the mirror, you don't like what you see. I know you compare yourself to others. I know you have a difficult relationship with your body, but you have it so wrong. I look back at photos of myself from 10 years ago and I'm like, what was my problem? I was so tiny and cute and I can't even believe I felt the way I felt about myself. I think of all the times my mom would say I was beautiful and she would compliment me and when I tried to tear me down, she would tell me I was crazy for thinking that way and I, I didn't believe her. And I look back now and I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, mm-hmm, yep, I get it, I see it. I was in fact crazy. I was just so hard on myself and I wish I was more understanding with me as I was for others. I let so much shit slide with others, but the second that I slipped up, I was beating myself up over it. I was so quick to point out what others had that I didn't and I never gave myself credit. I wish I knew that the way that I thought about myself then and treated myself then would not be beneficial to me and would not matter to who I am now. I wish I knew the scars I gave myself would be with me forever and just remind me how mean I was to me. I wish I knew that exercising an extreme amount and starving myself wouldn't be maintainable and wouldn't matter in 10 years. That second slice of pizza wouldn't matter in 10 years. I wouldn't remember it, so just eat it and enjoy it because you deserve it. I wish I knew that the thing I did or said that was so embarrassing that I probably beat myself up over for three weeks wouldn't matter in 10 years because I don't remember it now. So don't worry about it. It's hard to see in the moment how special you are and how unique you are and how much light you have, especially when you're in such a dark place. But I want you to know that that's exactly what you are. As cheesy as it is and as much as a mom as I'm going to sound right now, there is no one else out there like you. There's no one who looks identical to you and has the same features and characteristics that you have. You are special and you deserve to give yourself credit for that. Give yourself the credit that you give so easily away to others. You are deserving of love and empathy and kindness that you give to others. 
the compliments that you give to your partner or your siblings or your friends, give them to yourself because you are worthy of them. I wish I knew that the more love you give to yourself, the more you will get from others. I talk about this so much and I actually just made a TikTok about it the other day, but once you're able to love you and respect you and show people this is what I expect, you will not allow anyone to give you less and that's all you'll get, love and respect from the right people. Reflecting on the past 10 years, I see that you'll always have problems. Life is fucking chaotic and unpredictable. But what I can say is the problems that you come across when you're a teenager are not as big as the problems that you'll have, but the problems that you will have in the future are great problems to have. Right now, I might get frustrated that I have a lot of work to do and get overwhelmed and not want to do it, but it's a great problem to have to be overloaded with work from a job that I dreamed of having. I might get a scratch on my new car and be pissed over it, but I'm so grateful that I could afford to have that car. My boyfriend might have to go on a work trip for a week and, you know, I'll be sad and probably cry the entire time he's gone, but having an amazing boyfriend that has to do that is a great problem to have. I would rather have those things and struggle with them then not have them at all. That is another thing that I wish younger me learned. I wish she learned gratitude. I was so focused on all the bad things that were going on in my life that I missed out on the good. I was so distracted by dumbass boys and snaky friends that I ignored the people that loved me and the good things that were in my life. I wish I cherished my time in high school as shitty as it was. It's something that you always remember and something that you never get back. As shitty as those friends were and as heartbreaking as the relationships were, I now know that they set a foundation for me and taught me what I do and don't want. I wish I spent more time with my family because as embarrassed as I was of them, I now long for more time with them because as I get older so do they you know you might get pissed at your parents when you're younger you might get mad that they ground you but more times than not they do it because they love you and they will love you more than anyone in your life that you're trying to force to love you they've been through what you have and are only trying to help you kind of like how I'm trying to help you right now. So if you guys want to call me mom because I'm giving you life advice, you know, I wouldn't be mad. (laughs) But there is so many things that my parents tried to warn me of that I completely ignored. And I'm like, oh yeah, they were right. Like, don't shave your arms. Don't let your friends shave your eyebrows maybe do your research before getting a really bad and dumb tattoo also maybe don't shave your sideburns like re- all really great advice that I wish I listened to when I was younger life is a tricky little thing and there isn't a rule book 
you know, you just kind of have to go with the flow and live your life based on how you want to live it. And it goes by fucking fast, like so fast. It's scary how fast time is flying right now. I have a panic attack about it pretty much every day. But I think the best advice that I can give you is to cherish what you have embrace who you are and don't let anyone control where you go or what you do I do want to do an assignment this week because I haven't done one in a while and I love my assignments you guys know this so I want you to write a letter to your younger self on what you wish you could tell them and I've already done this in more detail And let me tell you, it's emotional. So be ready to cry when you do it. But doing it really did help heal my inner child and just helped me a lot. So I recommend you do it. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. It was a really special one to me and I really liked recording it. If you enjoyed today's episode or you just love trying not to care, make sure to give it a five-star rating or a written review on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Also, you can follow me on my socials. I'm on Instagram at Ashley Corbo and at Trying Not the Number Two Care Podcast, as well as TikTok at Little Baby Aries and at Trying Not to Care Podcast. They're all in the description of today's episode. Also, make sure to check out today's sponsors if you're looking for skincare or some gift ideas. Thank you all so much for listening. I love you so fucking much, besties. And I will talk to you next time. Bye.